This is the Mark Milton Show with a Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope and ride. Wearing my six shoes, riding my pony on a cat and drive. All right, Smash, yeehaw, we're here. The Mark hey, Milton Show with the Smash. Ready for action. Ready for action. Broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios here in Kirkwood. Now through Labor Day, Miller Furniture is having its summer end clearance sale. Okay. Uh If you want to improve the The comfort. Two locations. At two locations. Go improve the comfort of your home, which we know we've been spending a lot of time inside the home lately. You've got a great opportunity to find some comfortable, great looking furniture at the lowest prices. Flex Steel and Smith Brothers are two of their premium living room brands that flex steel is right on buddy because that lasts a lifetime it's Serious great business. and you can customize yep. it um they've extended extended exclusive sale prices uh just for miller furniture so not only is the sale on in-stock furniture but like i said you can also do custom orders and get sales prices uh and again you can save money on quality american-made mattresses and amish-made furniture you won't find the quality and style at any other furniture store And between now and Labor Day, you'll save a bunch of money, too. So family-owned since 1927. They got the Belleville. They got the Lake St. Louis stores. That's Miller Furniture, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, Furniture.com. You know, Flex Steel? Yeah. That's what the girls used to call me in college. (laughs) Oh, boy. Interesting. All right. I didn't know that, Smash. I never answered, of course, because I didn't think they were talking to me. Well, and we've got actually our guest today. Our first (laughs) guest hails from St. Charles County, O'Fallon, Missouri, Fort Zumwalt West, right near the Miller Furniture Lake St. Louis. Exactly right. We've got TJ Moe, former Mizzou uh, wideout, standout, uh, academic All-American, Big Big 12 academic, all Big 12. And uh, TJ, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, boys. How are you? Hey, all we're right. doing all right. We, uh, you know, I reached out to TJ this week after what happened with the Mizzou professor who was relieved of teaching duties oh, yeah. uh, for making what some have called racially insensitive comments to one of his students who happened to be from Wuhan. Uh-huh. Um, I know that TJ had some Wuhan comments. Wuhan province in China. Correct. Actually oh. from Wuhan. Yes. Oh, okay. And so we're going to play the clip right now and then we'll chat about, uh, you know, TJ's relationship with the professor, how he knows him, all, all right. these things. So let's go ahead and play it, David. Um, anyone else from outside the United States? And? And where are you from? China. China? I've heard of China. Where where are you from in China? Actually, Wuhan. Wuhan. Well, let me get my mask on. Okay, hold on. Oh. Smash, is that, oh. smash! Is that the first time you've heard that? That is. What's what's your reaction? <laughs> I've been politically incorrect in my time, but that's like kind of like blatant. Hey, pal, I don't necessarily want you in this classroom because I know what you people did type of attitude. Interesting. See, I take a different approach. I really? say if this was the Chicago virus, you know, he didn't respond when he said he was from China to that, right? He waited until right. he said, I'm from Good Wuhan. Point. Yes. So exactly. if somebody had a Chicago virus <laughs> yeah, and they but... tell me they're from Chicago, let me put my mask on. Anyway, TJ, yeah. you know this professor personally. Tell us about your relationship with him and your reaction to, to all the controversy. I think Smash needs some context here. The reason he made that joke is yeah. because it was on a Zoom call. Like, that's why it was supposed to be funny. Oh, that was a Zoom call. Correct. Ah, yeah. okay. Thank you for so the context, TJ. 
yes, right? Obviously, he's not telling anybody to get out of his class. He's just he's making a joke that obviously uh, nobody could get anything here. Righto. Wuhan. That one of the few things we can all agree on, or at least most of us do, is that that's where the virus originated. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, you know. Uh, I know the professor. I actually nominated him for uh, Teacher of the Year in the Athletic Department at Mizzou. And uh, you guys probably hear the ambulance going by. <laughs> no and, um Yeah. And um, so, and he won. And he's one of the few teachers, because there's, there's a lot of business majors in the Athletic Department. And so it's a, it, it's, it's a required class. It's Marketing 3000. We all had him, and everybody loved him. The reason you loved him is because Marketing 3000 is really boring. There's not a lot to it, but right. he made it fun. And part of him making it fun is going out of his way like this to see who's all in his class, to try to make a joke here and there. I mean, you heard before that he said, China, I've heard of China. You know, obviously, yeah. you know, it's like he's just trying to yeah. make it a little lighter. Realizing, Light, lighten it up. Yeah, marketing. Yeah, exactly. And so, and, and you guys didn't play the rest of the clip, which I think is infinitely more important than the first part. Well, that's on Mr. Milton. <laughs> Do you guys have the rest of the clip? Uh, we do. Yeah, we do. David, can you cue that up? Take, you know, it, take your time. With everything in terms of traveling? or uh, I stayed here since, uh, 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 since last semester. Uh, mm -hmm. So I stayed in the United States for the whole pandemic time. Oh, so he's been in the in, States uh, during the summer. In the summer, were you able to get back? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you need a place to stay, I have an extra bedroom and stuff. If things get tough, I don't know. I'm sure you're all taken care of, but uh, it's been a real problem for a lot of uh, Chinese residents and, and, and travelers into the United States and stuff. So um, I've only been to Shanghai and Shanxing in China. So I haven't had the pleasure of, of going to, to Wuhan. Um, so, well, pretty, uh, uh, that second part sure adds a lot of context. Like but yeah. what, what happened initially was this loser girl, uh, who's only interested in getting people fired and, um, and not really interested in, in much else took, she clipped off. She was in the zoom class. She clipped off that first part that said, uh, Oh, Wuhan, let me get a mask, cut it off right there. And did not then go into giving the context of the whole thing. Obviously, the context itself is on a Zoom call, which, you know, gives some context to what Smash's first thought was. And then furthermore, it was kind of a, like, you know, I was, I was saying this on KSDK a couple of days ago. When you are introducing yourself to people and when you're trying to connect with people, especially a guy like Joel Poor, who has a really good sense of humor. Perhaps that wasn't his best joke because he's a pretty funny guy, but he's got, you know, he's got a pretty good sense of humor. Oftentimes what you do when, you, when you're trying to connect with people is you tell a joke, uh, you know, especially if it's something nowadays where it's got anything to do. That, obviously, this didn't have anything to do with race. This just had to do with location. But you get enough people that are trying to tell you you're xenophobic and racist. And, okay, so right. what you tend to do is what normal people do. I mean, we all did this growing up all through school and you meet people, you kind of, you kind of tell a joke. You don't quite know how it's going to land. And then you put your arm around him and say, basically, Hey, I love you. Okay. We're everything's good. He offered him a place to stay in his own home. Right. You know, he's like, it's been really tough. He, he said a joke, not quite sure how it's going to land. It's kind of how you connect with people. And then 
followed it up with saying, you're in a really tough situation. I'm sorry. If you need a place to stay, you can come to my house. Keep in mind, he's, he has multiple classes every week, and his, his typical class is like three to 500 people. It's in these giant halls. And he's offering one of the however many thousands of students he has a place in his own home. So to then turn around, cut that out of the context and say, by the way, he said something about Wuhan and Mizzou, yeah. instead of standing by their teacher, doesn't have the uh, guts terrible. to do anything more than relieve him of all te- right, teaching duties is pretty cowardly. Yeah, I tell you what, I've been here for a few months and I know how how that must be because uncle Milty hasn't even offered me an overnight stay in his house. So <laughs> yeah, well, and I would just say, I actually, I thought it was a pretty funny joke and maybe that'll get me canceled. But I mean, I thought it was funny because like TJ said, it was a zoom call. Yeah. And I think what's sad about our society is we've just lost the ability to kind of laugh at ourselves or, you know, just sort of be well, a little more lighthearted. Stuff, you know, it's like in hindsight, yes, as a professor and person in authority at a university, maybe yeah. he shouldn't have said that and realized with the potential backlash. But, I mean, it was kind of funny. And I think, I mean, is that wrong to say that? I'm sorry, I don't understand the language. <laughs> so Smash has, Smash has left the building. He's left the, he's left the studio. But I guess, personally, when I saw it, again, to TJ's point, the headline made it look really right. bad. And then you actually yeah. watch the video, and you can tell this guy, I don't know this professor, but, like, very jovial, yeah. lighthearted. Like, and you can just tell a very pleasant, you know, yeah. not ill-intentioned or anything. And so I just... I hate to see people lose their livelihood because I guess Mizzou has said he's not been fired because Clay Travis actually tweeted out about this and Mizzou's Twitter handle fired back and said, get your facts straight. He has not been fired. Uh-huh. And then Clay Travis responded, well, he's been relieved of his teaching duties. So yeah. how is that any different? Exactly. So I don't know. TJ, do you have any updates on where he stands currently with the university? Mizzou did the same thing to me, actually. They they fired back and said, you're, you're – uh, your information is not correct. He's still employed by the university. However, I, you know, I've been in contact. Whenever things like this happen, what happens, I have a bunch of followers um, on Twitter from current Mizzou students always, right? Just guys that were you know, fans growing up or whatever. And so what happens is whenever I start talking about stuff, students who are in the class start messaging me. So I actually have copies of the emails that were sent out and stuff. They just send me everything because they're as upset about the whole situation as I am. So I actually have the email and I posted it. Uh, redacted the guy's name, but that said, I mean, the guy later on that day said, "Hey, sorry for any inconvenience for you guys. I've been relieved of all my teaching duties. Hmm. You know, good luck." So, and so, well, look, I, you can you can tell a guy who has been. I mean, he's one of the tenured uh, people around there, and and everybody can talk about procedure. Uh, and I get the legality of it all. They turn it into the Title IX office, but at some point, you have to have some common sense because this type of thing, even though. I think the vast majority of people, I would say 90% of people, would look at this and say, all right, to fire somebody over this would be insane. It still will tarnish your, uh, your record? reputation. Yeah. Yes. So instead, at some point, a university has got to have some guts and say, yeah, this is, this is ridiculous. And, and a lot of people gave me the name of the girl, and one of them, they took pictures of her profile, and she's, got, she's posted some pretty crummy things in the past about you know, cheating and that sort of stuff herself. Um, but they, they wanted me to post about that, and I'm like, I don't care about this girl forever. You've had really stupid people complain about really stupid things. The difference used to be that administrations had some guts, and they said, yeah. you're crazy. That's right. and the rest of us never heard about it. Yeah. I, I mean, it, this has been happening forever, but now universities can do nothing more than turn it into the report and then lick their finger, hold it up, and see what the, the – 
the basic response is going to be from society to decide if they actually need to fire him or not. I mean, that's as cowardly as it gets. Well, and I also think that Mizzou, again, has demonstrated, like you said, a lack of courage or, you know, just sort of a, a cowardly stance on something yeah. where you're alienating potentially half of your potential student body, sure. potentially half your your alumni base by and future taking – Exactly, and that's why they continue to slide yeah. in enrollment and yeah. all these things, and yet they continue to make these decisions and, you know – wonder why Missouri State is, is surpassing them in terms of enrollment and all these things. And I think this is another example of why that's happening. Um, you're listening to well, this. is the Mark Milton Show. T- oh, sorry, I was just going to reintroduce TJ Moat. Yeah, what are your thoughts on what I just said about, you know, the Mizzou and their handling of, of these controversies over the years? I mean, this goes back to 2015 with the hunger strike and all that yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they've handled it terribly. Um, and this is coming from somebody that loves Mizzou with, with all of my heart. I mean, I wanted nothing more growing up than to be a Missouri Tiger, and I lived out my dream, and I support the hell out of them. But, man, it is it is the most frustrating thing in the world watching them make cowardly decision after cowardly decision. And this goes back to Tim Wolf, who was a guy that I knew fairly well. He was the president of the school back in 2015. And he had an opportunity to stand up to the woke mob, and instead he resigned. And everything just sort of dissipated. And it, well, they won because – what he set the precedent for, and again, a guy that I like, that I, uh, you know, I think the student general rules, the students didn't like him very much, but the faculty did, which, by the way, is just how it is most of the time uh, when you're in a position of power. He had a chance. He had the, the board of curators, John Sunbold and all the guys had his back and basically said, hey, look, if you want to stand up to this thing, we got your back because you don't get to throw a big fit and then demand that everybody gets fired when nothing is their fault, specifically yeah. with what happened in 2015, right? The guy went on a hunger strike because of who the hell knows what. We still don't know. Yeah. And um, and then demanded that the president of the university resign, and he said, look, I don't want Mizzou to go down on my account. So in his mind, he was doing something of sacrifice, but in reality, it was more of a cowardly move because all you got to do is stand up to the woke mob. Okay, this is what Chick-fil-A did years ago when uh, the LGBT... Right community tried to boycott them and they just That's said right. yeah we're christians we're gonna we're gonna do uh, what we think is right and guess what in six days they do more than the next uh highest fast food chain does in seven yeah. well the you chicken's know, like, just too damn good i mean yeah, let's be honest sandwich, yeah. you can't and the service is just unbe- good. unbelievable um no doubt about it but uh this is yeah. former academic all big 12 wide receiver tj mo from mizzou Shifting gears a little bit here, what do you think happens with the football season? There you go. Do you think Mizzou the question. will have fans in the seats? Do you think they'll actually see SEC football this fall? It's a really good question, and it's it's become fairly political, which I, really? I can't stand. You know, it's like when when the rest of us – we're seeing this today. I mean, it's amazing how fast news happens. The Joel Poor thing was a huge deal two days ago, and then uh, yesterday nobody's even talking about it because of the NBA strike. And a hurricane. Like, I mean, it's just crazy. It's like it's, yeah. it's just too much going on. Totally. So I, I think the problem is, um, you know, we, we all watch sports and we want politics to be out of it because we all have our own political opinions. Yeah. But we would like at some place to be able to come together. But then you get the Michigan governor – who says she's oh, so yeah. glad that the Big Ten can't, so I, I can't stand her. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like you go on and you're like, and, and just just stay out of the sports. You know, it's right. like all 14 Big Ten athletic directors wanted to play the season, all 14. And they got no say-so. The president's overruled them, and everybody in Big Ten country 
uh, was basically playing the political games. The, the, a lot of the Big Ten obviously leans to the left there, and they, they are uh, leaning a little more shut down. Their leadership does, the, not the student bodies. I mean, maybe the student bodies to a certain extent, but that's the problem. Like you said, you've got these presidents and these chancellors yeah. who are Democrat acolytes who are just going to tell whatever acolytes. whatever party line of Whitmer or whoever else says. And right. it's just, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to me that um, these kids, I mean, they don't look, they don't think about the kids. Their well-being, as far as mental health, jobs, missing out, well, just missing out on the opportunity yeah, right. to play college football. I mean, yeah. you don't you don't have many chances to do that, and so and also it's about personal responsibility. I mean, you had parents of the Big Ten student athletes uh, up in Chicago protesting outside the Big Ten headquarters. These parents are like, "Look, our kids want to play. They yeah. they need this. Right. I mean, if they don't play, it's going to have long-standing impact on their yep. on their mental and and you know financial well-being." Exactly. So, but what do you, I mean, do you think that Mizzou will play? I mean, weren't they talking 25% capacity at one point? They can't play, can they, Doug? I mean, you can't, you can't play, right? <laughs> They're going to play. <laughs> um, really? So, uh, All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll play. I, I think the big problem uh, is, is going, he, this is why I've been actually, uh, talking to a few people about this what's really weird here is that this is all going to hinge on the big 12's decision which is crazy because they're the weakest conference and if they make a couple bad decisions they're not going to exist in five years i mean mm-hmm. this is where the big 12 is we saw them start to dissipate back when colorado right. nebraska a&m and mizzou left back in 2012 yep. 11 and 12 um they're already hanging on by a thread i mean when you when you replace those four schools uh with West Virginia and TCU, you're, you're not doing great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're already hanging on by a thread here. And we're in a place where Pac-12, West Coast, they never had a chance. That's all blue states. You never had a chance. They were shutting down. In the Big Ten, what has enough blue states and are afraid of you know what is to come here that they had to shut down. And so the Big Ten tried to pressure the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 into it. And you saw a lot. There was a ton of of pressure, not only politically, but also just peer pressure. While the SEC was never going to shut down to begin with, the only thing that we've been told uh, from Greg Sankey, the commissioner, is basically that we're not going to go at this alone. That would not be a wise move. Well, the ACC basically said, we're not doing it if it's just the SEC. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that leaves the Big 12. If the Big 12, who right now is standing strong, stays in it, then you have three conferences, and the Pac-12 and the Big 10 look stupid unless everybody, you know, gets the virus and dies. Uh, but the where the SEC will do it if the ACC does, and the ACC needs at least two others. So that's this weird situation that we're into. My guess is, you know, you've got enough red states in the Big 12 at this point that you're probably going to hold strong unless there's a crazy second wave. And we've already kind of had our second wave. It's died out in Arizona. It's died out in Florida. It's died out in Texas largely. I mean, Florida, and we're finding out at this point that the herd immunity is somewhere between 10 and 20%. We saw it in New York. Now we've seen it in Florida again. And so if that's true herd immunity and it doesn't come back into a place where, you know, when it gets cold, it spreads like the flu or it's just running rampant, then I think we're just going to stay open and things will be okay. The other thing is I think everybody's view of all this changes November 4th, which is really frustrating. I mean, nobody knows what anybody actually thinks because they're saying in their heads, how can I – 
position this to make my party more successful successful regarding the election, and then they'll have to start shooting it straight November 4th. I'll tell you what. I think Oklahoma and West Virginia would look awfully good in the SEC. Mm. If, if the Big 12 falls apart, that would be two well, good, two too, good additions. That's, that's right. I think that's so. Right. Well, hey, TJ, we really appreciate you being with us today. I mean, you've got unbelievable perspective on all this yeah. stuff, so we really appreciate you joining the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of politics when we come back. We're going to talk about what's going on, you know, like we said, in the world of sports, the protests, the shootings in, in Wisconsin. Yeah. So we will be right back in a, in a second. And uh, this Thanks, is the Mark DJ. Milton Show with the Smash.